Hello, Guardians. Today is June the 16th, 2023. My name's Dan Finity, and welcome to Destiny Digest. It wouldn't be a new episode of Destiny Digest without me telling you that it's a hell of a show and to thank you guys for your continued support and for listening to the show on your podcast platforms of choice. Uh, please remember, if you want to support the show for free, you can rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. And if you'd like to give a couple bucks a month to help keep the lights on here, head on over to coffee.com forward slash Danfinity. That is ko-fi.com forward slash Danfinity. All support is welcome, and I'm just glad that you guys are here. This week on the show, we have an interview with Revenant, um, good friend of the show, uh, we talk about builds for this season's GMs, thoughts on this season's GMs, including the PsyOps Moon uh, Battleground that'll be coming up here soon in the next few weeks. What weapons you should be looking for in this season's GMs. This week's episode is a very good resource for season 21, so like and share with a friend, if you will. Getting into the news of this week, Tuesday saw update 7.1.0.2 land in the world of Destiny 2. With this update, they fixed an issue where the Dazzling Iridescence Trials Emblem could be awarded without completing the necessary steps. Players will have to earn it again from the Flawless Chest in order to equip it. The Reserve Overshield from Gear Falcon's Halberk now triggers with Ensnaring Slam. Kepri's Horn no longer disables non-enemy objects. And Vesper of Radius triggers only on casting Rift now. Double Deep Sight weapons at Hawthorne have been patched, so you can now only receive one pattern from the O Deep Sight Mine Quest every week. Grenades are no longer able to be thrown through Titan Barricades. There are also a swath of other changes to Triumphs and Exotic Ingrams and Focusing. As always, while we may not get into everything from the blog posts, all the links will be in the notes for the show. This week at Bungie, we saw a recap of the Pride and Trans at Bungie initiatives. This month, they are releasing a new Pride emote for free to all Guardians, the Rainbow Connection. It looks very cool. I kind of wish that it had the NBC, the more you know sound underneath it. While not a missed opportunity, it's something that I'm going to hear in my head every time I see that emote out in the wild. Iron Banner will return next week on June 20th with the mode Eruption. While this week's twid was a little light in news, we did get a breakdown for some sandbox questions that the Destiny 2 team had asked for on Twitter earlier this month. I've gone through this list and bulleted out certain points for Season 22 changes as well as future changes. There are a couple points here uh, for questions that I'm going to read verbatim because I think that they are very important for how the game operates and how to think about uh, how the game operates from dev side. One of those questions being, uh, how do you determine what gets nerfed and what gets buffed? Do those parameters change season over season? Their answer was, just a comment on the persistent bungee balances based on usage narrative. This is not the case. But note that if something is wildly overused, in many cases, that's because it's both strong and easy to use. Players typically won't flock to a specific weapon in droves if it's perfectly balanced. When we're deciding what to do for balance pass... We look at five main sources of information to identify what we ought to look at. Internal feedback from playtesting. Designers have around 10 plus hours of playtests a week. On our own experiences playing the live game, designers typically play the game heavily and we carve out a little time each week 
to fire team up for raids and trials. I know historically, based on uh, seeing the Twitter for different Bungie uh, devs out in the wild, uh, that those typically happen on Fridays. They also look at live feedback sourced from players' weapon usage. So typically, they look at usage by owners so as not to miss what's going on with low ownership weapons. Weapon effectiveness, example, kills per time equipped, win rate with the weapon equipped, and so forth. They look at design analysis of the implementation of a weapon, looking through weapon perks and other data to see if something is obviously wrong. Once they've pulled together a list of weapons, they'll go through them and identify what's contributing to issues. In some cases, it's innate to the weapon itself and they'll adjust it. But in other cases, it's a specific perk combo. The overall weapon type rather than a single weapon or a lack of competition. And they can address the issue without touching the weapon in question. They also answer yes, some of the logic for which weapons get attention changes depending on the focus of the season. If we have high representation of a weapon type and a seasonal artifact, we're shipping several new or reprised weapons of that specific type or encounters that play well with the specific weapon types. They'll also dig into the matching weapons to make sure they perform well with the seasonal focus from other teams. For example, in the past, we've had seasons that revolved around high-density, close-range encounters with matching artifact unlocks and revisited the tuning of submachine guns and grenade launchers. Another hot-button topic in the community is the nerf that was recently done for Stompies. In the question, can you explain the recent Stompies changes, uh, the answer, Stompies provides a great neutral game benefit that excels in PvP and have the potential to make it very difficult to target a hunter wearing them thanks to the unique nature of the hunter jump, which allows for rapid direction changes in midair. Their goal was to make them a little less free so that the wearer can still gain the benefit, but with a small amount of downtime each time the player uses their dodge, which itself provides numerous benefits since many armor mods key off of the use of your class ability. That being said, we will continue to monitor how Stompies is performing and will make further changes. Other notes for changes that we should see coming in future seasons. In a brief recap, they talk about keeping an eye on abilities that balloon in uptime, grenades that underperform. They're also paying attention to how the current armor mod system is performing with an eye on being the foundation for your build and not the star. We have a swath of Season 22 changes that they've announced here. Strand Tangles will have a 20% decrease in cooldown time. Strand Threadlings will receive a sizable increase to damage against PvE targets. Strand Suspend will see reduced duration and uptime. Part of me wonders if we'll see that paired with a buff to Stasis sometime in the future. We will also see a small set of changes to exotic weapons and armor, a nerf to Lemonarch in PvP, a buff to Touch of Malice, and legendary perks Bipod, Shootaloo, and Under Over getting tweaks. In changes past Season 22, we see Hand Cannons to get a reload speed increase of 15% at zero stat with the benefit at 100 unchanged. PvE damage for Hand Cannons sees an increase of 20% for Red Bar rank and file and a whopping 75% against Orange Bar enemies. Hand Cannons will also see a new subfamily, the Heavy Burst Hand Cannons, introduced with Warden's Law being the first of its kind, firing a two-round burst. The team says that they are looking into kinetic weapons with a pass planned for the Year of Final Shape to make them more unique. Glaives will get a tuning pass targeted at Season 23, with Exotic Glaives getting a touch-up due to underperformance. We'll see more hidden exotic armor and weapon interactions, as well as favoriting of shaders. Probably the most important on that entire list. Once again, for a full list of the questions, if you want to go through and read more in depth, 
the link will be in the show notes. They answered a ton of questions here, and I'm looking forward to seeing them be more open in this type of communication in the future. I think that this is very healthy for the community as well as for the team. Of course, you're always going to have people that grumble about changes, but uh, I think a lot of these look very good on paper. We'll see how they are in the sandbox themselves. They also said that they will be addressing uh, changes to abilities and sandbox and armor and exotics and everything in standalone developer insight blogs in the future. So keep an eye out for Wednesdays. Um, I've already got us recording. Um, and <laughs> you've so you've done this show before. Is that what you're saying? Um, pretty much done yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh you've been my friend for how long now uh so not long enough then not, not long enough. <laughs> we're never gonna catch up it's never gonna catch up to to being long yes. enough um so uh i guess i guess we just ripped the band-aid off rev <laughs> welcome to destiny Hi. digest once again in this new and improved mm-hmm. format that we were able to figure out <laughs> moments before the show. <laughs> yes, I figured out how to show you all I sit on the sofa all day. So, I brought you here today. Thank you once again for for popping in short notice. Mm-hmm. Um, I've brought you here today to discuss uh, the GMs for Season of the Deep. Um, mm-hmm. We have six. Uh, most of them are. Uh, most of them are coming back. We very few su- surprises here, uh, outside mm-hmm. of the one uh, psyops battleground on yeah. the moon. Um, first of all, what do you think of? What are your thoughts on the um, the strikes that they have selected for this season uh, to bring forward into into that challenge? So. I I like all but the disgrace and mm-hmm. we haven't done the moon one yet at anything higher than plus what was it plus five? Yeah. Um on the light scale, so I can't really pass any judgment on the moon battleground one, but it's gonna be interesting because the uh light suppressor guy, he spawns quite early on in the mm-hmm. fight and you can't segregate him. Unlike you could do on Mars. Oh yeah, uh, he starts. So... He starts singing very early, and he's and right he's... in line up to the bunker. Yeah, yeah. Like so, it's going to be interesting how team uh, how teams are going to handle him because uh, you really don't want to have your abilities taken away in the GM. Right. Um, but I like the fact that light blades back. That's actually one of my favorites because mm-hmm. I think that is the standard that GM should be held to. Um. That one was giving us a pain in the ass yesterday <laughs> when, we, when we were when we were rocking it. Like, mm-hmm. I I don't know if it was like team makeup. I think it, like I I think it. I was trying to rock a, a hunter build, mm-hmm. um, like a void hunter build when I should have probably been rocking like a stasis warlock, uh, to help lock mm-hmm. down sections of that thing better. But so yeah, stasis. So for light blade in particular, then uh, might as well jump down that one. Uh, so on my hunter, I could show you what I ran actually. Yeah, uh, it was uh, it was this, but I ran uh, arc staff instead. Okay. Uh, reason being, as a oh shit, I need to live button uh, <laughs> just in case. Like gathering storm, like if you're confident in everything, cool. But if you just want to get get it done safely, 
on Dark Hunter, Dark stuff. Um, but they recently just... buffed that this season, right? Like that was yes. one of the big uh, things that they, they pushed forward before the season started. How are you liking uh, that? Yes, uh, it's definitely noticeable. Like mm-hmm. even without Raiden on, uh, I think it's quite hard to, uh, in all fairness. But you should definitely run Raiden if you want to just solely build into the arc stuff because Raiden plus arc stuff and max tanks equals you can stun lock a barrier, effectively giving you pseudo anti barrier. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's one way to deal with them. Um, and I used that last time it was around because it was stupidly good fun. Um, but I, I I go with this one because uh, Assassin's Cow is incredibly busted. Mm-hmm. Uh, been able to give you, I think it's 160 HP on a kill. Um, plus, uh, Population Blow starting your melee regen as well. Um, I've been building that stack up because it's 60% per stack and it's stacked multiplicatively, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Add one to punch on top of an attractor cannon on top of that, and you can pretty much two tap everything, mm-hmm. including a light bearer. Um, that's why I run tractor cannon as well, because of the nerf to one two punch, which hurt a lot of things. Um, tractor cannon is kind of a must now. I'm just putting whatever you want. Um, plus, it's a free 30% debuff on whatever you point, you point at. Mm-hmm. It will take light bears out of a super, including the boss ones in the final boss room, but it won't obviously give them the suppressed effect of them going, oh shit, where are my glasses on the floor? Sort of. mm-hmm. uh, like everything else it will do. Uh, but yeah, it's a fantastic tool to have. I've got the AI there just for anti-barrier purposes, uh, just in case. Um, but Arc Striders as a whole, even in even as other GMs, uh, can build their supers phenomenally fast and not for the reason you think. Hands-on is good, obviously, because you have one of the most powerful manas in the game, but then you have Dynamo. Each time I dodge, and then when I'm near enemies, I get mm-hmm. a bit of super energy. Now, this combo was shown to me via the wonderful Time on Twitter. Yeah, uh, He showed it just before a update a couple of weeks ago. Distribution states it reduces all ability cooldowns when using your class ability in their targets. This is currently bugged. By okay. all abilities, prior, it only used to do class ability, melee, grenade. It now literally means all abilities, including your super. When you dodge, you see two bumps. Oh. You see one bump for the dynamite, but another bump for your distribution. So I, you just keep punching, dodging, punching, and dodging, and before you know it, you're on super number three, Four minutes in. Oh my god! <laughs> it is okay. a joke. Yeah. All right. So I use this um, in combination with powerful attraction. Literally the freest mod you could ever apply to an arc strider melee combo because you don't have to worry about picking up your orbs. It also accounts for moats, by the way, and gambit. Please use it in gambit. It saves you. It saves all the trouble in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but you pick up all the orbs around you in one fell swoop. They trigger anything you have applied for it. So I've even got recuperation on for when I I can't get my uh, melee to get the kill, but I need to get out of dodge because when you dodge, when you're amplified on Arc Strider, you get 97 DR. Mm-hmm. If that's not broken enough for you, I don't know what is. That's crazy. And that's on my dodge so long as I'm amped. 
and then it's built into the arch side of itself. I'll just keep dodging, like, you are mm. a tank. So, yeah, like, this is one of the most busted builds across the board. Um, so, like, when you're... Obviously, the artifact is, is pushing us to use um, Strand. It's pushing us to use Arc. It's pushing us to use Void. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's very clear that, that <laughs> that's the route they want us to go. That build sounds yeah. insane, <laughs> first and foremost. Um, uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what... How are you feeling... Do you, do you feel like if you're not running one of those three subclasses in this season, do you feel like you're you're not letting down the team, but like maybe at a disadvantage using another class? Sort of. So it depends really on what you want to build into when it comes to the other elements. Like mm-hmm. stasis at the moment, you've got backers giving you 25% damage increase for arc and stasis weapons because we've changed it. It's a nice little change, to be honest, because it, before it was a little bit finicky and hard to understand. It was 10% on two different buffs, one mm-hmm. on the slow target, one on the arc weapon you use. Stack them together, you got 22%. Um, but now it's 25%. You don't need to affect the target with stasis. You just need to dodge, and then you get that 10 seconds of the 25% for your stasis or your arc weapons now. Okay. So that's a good change for it but stasis as a whole needs needs love yeah. like this was the benchmark which they set out for 3.0 but now to do your aspects and have uh some rather defining attributes uh that are class specific and then you have your uh your overall fragments which any class can use but some lean toward more uh, some lean towards other classes versus others so mm-hmm. Now all now we all have the three Stasis has been left behind. So even if we had, sorry, even if we had stuff on the artifact that buff Stasis, it would still wouldn't be as powerful as what it needs to be to be mm-hmm. up to parity with the other subclasses. Strand does what Stasis can and more lethal and okay. faster. So there's no like, there's no point when why should I freeze a target when I can. Suspend, suspend them. Yeah, keep it up, keep it up in the it's air, just, and then dish out. Yeah, it's the, sa- it's the same thing, mm-hmm. and it lasts longer. I don't need to do anything about it. Like, it's ridiculous. And Titans get that literally on call, on speed dial every time if you build it right. Mm-hmm. But freezing a target now, what's the point? I don't yeah. need to. For solo, though, if you. Um, want to go for the solo out but some very powerful builds out there that mm-hmm. don't need the help of the artifact. Kind of like uh, the Arc Strider one prior to this season, like, the only thing that makes the build stupid though is Shock Adore, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. As well as Electric Armor. Electric Armor, for those that don't know, is a 30% damage reduction. It just doubles the DR you get automatically when you're amped and when you're sprinting. So, these two combined, it's just, it's just free. It's a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, so otherwise, like I would recommend Young on Kara Spine, Celestial Nighthawk. Now, now Gunslinger got twenty percent. Um, or you could go just for the the Hunter Agnostic one. So scales, just yeah. stick them on. Just please don't use them with Tether. <laughs> or totally, please don't use them with Tether unless it's Mobius Quiver. Swear to God, if it's a Deadfall one, I'm having you. <laughs> so. 
like so this conversation has mostly been like fairly fairly hunter heavy so if somebody if somebody is wanting to do if if somebody's running like titan or or Mm -hmm. warlock um what are some what are like two builds for either of the two that you're finding um are useful or will will be more useful for this set of gms um this season so literally sunbreaker mm-hmm. synthosex okay that is it that's it this is why this is what so is it powerful absolutely mm-hmm. without a shadow of a doubt it's boring to me because it's that easy to do mm-hmm. there's no build crafting involved in that it is i need mini hammer and i need synthoseps i need i need punch hard and i need i need mini hammer yeah, and so that's why I don't like making builds for time because it's so hard to do. Mm-hmm. You either have to completely gut yourself and lock yourself into one tiny thing, or I just put on the best exotic for it. Yeah. And it it doesn't matter which element you're on either. Like You, you could use it on Berserker with the new uh, Flechette Storm, which I have, and it's it's stupidly good fun. Yeah. Like, just being able to diss out a... Like, a with all your melee charges, five shotgun blasts effectively with some first props. It's stupid. <laughs> and I want to do it more. Yeah. Like, I, this is, uh, that's why I wanted to make a build of point contact uh, cannon base because mm-hmm. it's a little different. Is, uh, what's insurmountable skull fort better? Yes. Because it gives you the melee back. It, yeah. does, it just needs to kill one thing. And it gives me all my health as well. But point contact, yep, yeah, is it extra steps? Absolutely, I understand that. But I still get knockout. I still get my knockout, which means I still get my health regen. Yeah. I still get melee energy back because that's how it's meant to work. But it's melee energy. It's not melee back. Right. Like insurmountable does. So that's why you have to build into it. So am I jumping through too many hoops for it? Yes. But I'm having fun with it. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not using simple steps. Um, but for real, just for GMs as a whole... Like, either use uh, Berserker with suspended legs, mm-hmm. the Aberrant Leap, or just go bonk hammer with Sunbreaker. Now, I know some people are going to put merit into Behemoth. There is some merit into that. Uh, I personally do not like Behemoth, not because it is featured in some of these top uh, DPS videos. No, not, yeah. definitely not that I at saw all. Haterade, it's like, f- what was it? Haterade, like, mm-hmm. two-phased ribbon with... Yeah, yeah, I still have them blocked to this day through <laughs> those two geezers. Um, but uh, no, it's because a lot of, to me, I've had bad experiences with Behemoth users because they just keep spamming eyes everywhere, blocking my damn shots on the champion, which is almost dead. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> like, if you're going to use Behemoth, just be careful you pick your damn eyes. <laughs> I, I remember um, a hater throwing, <laughs> throwing ca- cases around Tiddly. <laughs> when we when we Kings, <laughs> played Kings Fall one time. Uh, oh man! What about uh, for Warlock? For Warlock like, we we talked about Stasis Warlock, uh, like, and with the mm-hmm. Osmiomancy, like that. That's good for still locking down rooms if you're if you're a little trepidatious, uh, mm-hmm. running just running full in. Um, yeah, like with the right build, you can get out up to four. Mm-hmm. League watchers, like if you've got your stacks up for your kickstarts and so on and so forth, it was easier last season because I could have a third one in there. As you saw, we yeah. just take it off. 
Like, I could drop it down to tier 7 recap, but I like having tier 8. So, I might not be, you might not be able to get the fourth one out, but definitely can still consistently get three out if need be. And then, what a lot of people will tend to do with the Winter's Wrath Super is they will then start roaming around and start poking the stick at things and then snapping them out with the, pul- with the pulse. Yeah. Whereas I just prefer to let the bleak watches freeze everything around me, pop it watch in hard cover, and just continually do the pulse. Yeah. Oh, because so because the bleak watch it, since the bleak watchers are freezing everything, you don't need to be you don't need to be. I don't need to go anywhere at all. You could just pop. No, and it'll. I I I pop in hardcover. I never peek unless I need to absolutely freeze something myself. Right. I don't let the turrets and ice flare bolts do all the work for me. Mm-hmm. And also, whilst I'm in I'm in super, if I happen to get a bleak watcher back, I can still throw it. Yeah, like, I'm not just limited just because I'm in the super. I can still do a cold snap. So, the blast radius on the pulse is massive. Take advantage of it. Stay in cover and just keep pulsing because it doesn't use any energy to do that. You can sit, you can sit there um, just doing the pulse the entire time. And on red bars as well. Unfortunately, not majors, but on red bars. It stunlocks them. So, mm-hmm. if someone's getting harassed and you can do your pulse repeatedly just to stunlock them, do it. It's probably going to save their life. Um, for... The obvious, you can still use Starfire Protocol, yeah. believe it or not. It is not completely dead. It just shifted focus on how you use it. Mm-hmm. So, as we know, like dealing damage within it, it now deals, uh, what was it? I think it was, was it 5%? I think it was 5% energy um, back as a return per 0.7 tick. Um, meaning, in an entire well, you're probably getting three grenades out, which is fine. Right. Um, however, if you kill whilst inside, uh, whilst your weapons are empowered, if you kill something with your empowered weapon, you still gain the twenty percent back. It's now just evolved into more of a heart, uh, a really aggressive uh, ad clearing exotic. So use it that way instead. Like it already did chunks to ads anyway. Like there's no shot you're using Starfire without Touch of Flame. Mm-hmm. This is no shot. So just keep doing that and just. Keep finishing off it. If anything's left standing, because it is a GM, who knows? Something might still be standing after a fusion nade. Just finish off with your weapon instead of a grenade, and you'll get it back uh, faster, uh, just as fast as it was pre-nerf. It just requires you to do the kill itself. So, still use Starfire. Still a solid option. Um, if you just, if you want a, I don't care what element I use. One, Verity's Brow. Mm-hmm. Earth's Brow is always a solid one. It is a little tough to gain your stacks outside of just spamming your heavy weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's what you prefer to do, by all means, go to town because you can turn uh, Vortex nades or Fusion nades into absolute nukes with it. Mm-hmm. It's a joke. Um, so what are we running on? Go on. So we've been, yeah, we've been talking about like our, our abilities and in in conversations that I've had not only with you but like also with Hater and and Rin Vixen in the past, our abilities are are really powerful, really yep. um and and kind of like the core of what our um of what a lot of these builds are like are set at. What weapons would you be bringing in this season to GMs? Um, are you are you looking more close range? Are you looking to play a little bit further back. See, I'm 
rather comfortable playing up close and personal, mm-hmm. uh, like especially with the hunter build. So if if the build demands something to help me out, like uh, demolition or uh, or one two punch, then obviously I'll fill that in. I've covered a gap with a ranged option, um, like maybe an AR. If it's not that big of a, a long distance strike, like saber, for example, mm-hmm. uh, an AR is quite comfortable in a hell even an SMG if you really want. If you can make it anti-champion uh, enough enough of the time, mm-hmm. um, if it's long range, then pulses are a good shout. Scouts, I think, need just a little bit of love. Just yeah. a little bit more. I don't think a ten percent was enough. Maybe an extra five on top would be okay. Um, hand cannons are in a difficult spot. Yeah, because they can do so. They're good up close. They're good medium distance. But then so are my scouts and pulses. So are my SMGs and ARs. They're better at it. They're more forgiving than them. So why should I use them? Granted, we have unstoppable hand cannon this season. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite ones to use that with is Hawkmoon. But that's an exotic. Like, power causal shot is bonkers when it comes to an unstoppable champ. It takes a third off every time. But I want to use a hand cannon. Mm-hmm. If they're just not in the right spot. Yeah. And please don't use a sidearm. <laughs> but Michael's. Please don't use... <laughs> Michael's no, is right there. I don't, I don't <laughs> care. Please stop using a sidearm. Look, if you like your 16 meter range engagement, that's perfectly fine. Everything else can hit you for 40 plus. Put the pea shooter away. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, yeah, in terms of special weapons, waveframes are stupid. You should be yeah. using waveframes in any endgame content because they offer all the damage of a breach load GL with zero downside. Mm hmm. As you know, one minor downside. I can't airburst it. So what? It goes underneath cover and everything. Just fire your shots. Uh, slugs are also really good as well. Um, okay. Having that precision damage on targets is kind of nice. Snipers aren't where they need to be in the end game. Yes, for fun. Yes, for outliers. Those outliers are called exotics, but we don't count them. Um, but... You only really need. You only really see snipers in like a DPS rotation. I want to see a sniper yeah. be useful against single targets by itself, like what it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. I, I've got a god roll uh, succession, which, I, which I've crafted just for DPS. Right, and that's it. This roll can carry itself in GMs because all I need to do is land two shots for focus fear. It's a twenty percent buff. But I need that 20% buffer to be a viable choice. Right. I want, I would like to see snipers be a viable choice before damage buffs. Mm-hmm. That would be a nice change, in my opinion. Um, it won't put them back into the meta. Like, I'm not going to be sitting at the back happy as Larry with an icebreaker like, like you would have been in D1, but it's, it, it's not that far off being where they could be. And please move Darcy to. Mm-hmm. Special slot. Please move Darcy to the special slot. <laughs> so, Bro. what are you, what are you using for like your heavy slot? Are you are you prioritizing like rockets over linears for these so, GMs? Or this thing here is your best friend. What I think breath. 
Leviathan's breath is you pretty much your best friend going forward. Um, LMGs are a very solid pick now. The damage increase they got, the ammo capacity they got for the mm-hmm. reserves was really nice. They're fun to use them, but they're not to be laughed at anymore, to be honest. The GLs are a solid pick for bursting down a champ if it has explosive light. Please note what I said if it, says, if it says if it has explosive light. Yeah, yeah. Lineas uh, <laughs> uh, are definitely a solid pick. Um, Especially ones with folks you can have up all the time, like Frenzy here. Yeah. Um, Fires are still good. Um, they're just not the oh, I'm just gonna win with this yeah, weapon. Yeah, yeah. That that's um, how they felt. That's how they felt at least like in Ghost of the Deep as well. Like, mm-hmm. like when we were running it the other week, the th- the three burst LFR um, from mm-hmm. uh, from Root. The mm-hmm. uh, it's, I'm 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 Briars. looking it up. Yeah, Briar's contempt. <laughs> I was finding that, that was doing quite a bit uh, of damage. Um, yes, um, that one in particular because the harmonic. To, yes, due to harmonic, and also if you're especially goaded, uh, if you get it with surrounded, mm-hmm. that would be kind of pog. Because this, if people don't know, is a forty percent damage increase. Enhanced, forty percent. This is why people are saying this one is is one of the best weapons for the uh, for the solo. Mm-hmm. I'm on a resonance plus around it. It's stupid. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. I started to craft one. As I'm starting to think more and more about like what I, because I'm eventually going to solo this dungeon, right? Like as I think mm-hmm. more and more about it, I'm trying to think of like what brings consistency and what brings um the maximum amount of ammo to to the entire affair and while mm-hmm. um when i was playing gms last night is it like kind of to i guess that that's like a pretty good indicator of what it would what it's like uh solo mm-hmm. am i am i not far off the mark with that statement actually pretty close to it yeah yeah so like i i figured run double special and then something yes. that that gives you more more ammo than what a uh, a rocket would, because while so, rockets are powerful, um, lead from gold. Uh, so yeah, that is one of the best perks ever in the game. Period. Uh, for solo, I run Leviathan's Breath mm-hmm. or Lament. Leviathan's Breath with the catalyst it does not need any reserve perks. It's at its max with the catalyst complete. Mm-hmm. Uh, lament um, because anti barrier, you live, um, so on and so forth. It's just a very easy weapon to use. Um, if you, uh, what class you plan to run it on? Um, so I'm I'm thinking I'm going to run on my hunter for okay. for Ghost of the Deep, but when. That that could easily change. I I'm, I could find myself no? changing over to like a solar titan. Um, okay, so for hunter and titan, you just do three light attacks, like revved up, and then you're heavy um, mm-hmm. because you need to live. If you were going on warlock, you could just sit in your well and just do all five of them heavy. Right. Um, for like your specials, lead from gold in terms of a perk is goaded, like. The amount of heavy you are going to be spewing is ridiculous. Always have your special weapons in your hand as you're going around killing. 
because then uh, heavy ammo is 15 times more likely to drop. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a joke. Um, you get the equivalent of a finder book from it, but it won't matter because there's 17 books of heavy on the floor. Like, and especially if you're running a sword, just if you really need some special ammo, just do a light attack as you go over and you'll pick it up. Like when I uh, when I was doing my side of flawless, I started seeing all the purple books as green books. To be honest, because it didn't matter how much heavy I had on the floor, but I needed to keep my special weapons topped up, and they yeah. both had lead from gold. So I just started I just started swinging my sword instead, picking up ammo the entire time. Yeah, who was that, who was it that that posted the the numbers earlier this season about? Um... Kind of confirming the the double special drops heavy more consistently. That would be the wonderful Mossy Max. Mossy Max. Um, Thank you, Mossy Max. Mossy Max. <laughs> uh, that man has been a godsend to the community recently because, uh, as you know, Cat, who runs uh, DT Foundry, mm -hmm. all of that PV data is mostly thanks to him. Oh, okay. He calculated every single power delta. Uh, how much of a how much of a percentage effect it has on you versus tar target with what weapon and everything? And so now that's why when you go to Foundry, you can select I want to use Insidious um, with Rampage times three, with Rapid Hit times five against uh, a major enemy in a GM, and it's going to tell you exactly what you are going to hit before you even set foot on it. Heck yeah! It's 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 crazy. So he did. He did a. He did a solid test. So I think it was thousand and fifty grenade kills, holding out special and then heavy. Mm -hmm. Whilst heavy did drop more than it should have done, just using abilities whilst holding his heavy out with two specials in uh, stowed, holding out your special yielded way more heavy than necessary. So that's why lead from gold is an S tier perk for it. Heck yeah, it seems like I'm going to need to start grinding that up instead of playing so much Diablo. <laughs> no, play Diablo, it's fine. Yeah, oh, it's okay. Fine. <laughs> um, so, on top of all this, so we, we know, we so we have the Devil's Lair, we have the Corrupted, we have the Disgrace, we have Lightblade, we have Fallen Saber, all of those coming through. Um, Psyops Battleground obviously being the, uh, the new kid on the block when it comes to GMs. Mm -hmm. Um... What, um, the, wait, the PSYOPs are the Lucent Hive ones, right? Um, yes. Yes. In which case, actually, no, but no. Yeah, we wouldn't, have a, we wouldn't have a singer. We, we wouldn't have a singer. No, we wouldn't have a singer. We'd actually have some buddies in it. They're going to fall over so quick. <laughs> <laughs> you probably wouldn't even see them. Oh, dear. Uh, that it, final room probably um, poses, like, a little bit more of a challenge. Right, because um, if I'm correct, and, that is the Titan. Uh, yeah, it's the Titan, and also, um, right, no, it's not. It's the Wizard. Oh, it's the Wizard. Uh, yeah, it's the Wizard, but it's the middle room where you have to dunk twelve deposits. Yeah. Oh my God, that's gonna be hell because there's <laughs> hunters in there. There's hunters in that one. Oh Lord. Yeah. So maybe having a stasis warlock wouldn't be such a bad idea in that section. <laughs> so stasis. So my ideal comp for it would be a stasis warlock, a arc or wellock, and uh, an arc hunter mm -hmm. with one two punch build and tractor cannon, purely just to be on anti light bearer duty. Like 
being able to t- being able to knock them out of the most powerful form is a godsend. Like yeah. you should be doing that if you can. Um, Tractor cannon, Teva, yeah, T cannon, yeah. uh, Teva, uh, Deadfall with rigs would be a solid pick in, especially in mid room. Um, Arclock, I would go with um, uh, Tickle Fingers. Because, uh, especially if you use Crown, because of how much, uh, how many ads are going to be spawning, you should have no problem maintaining high stacks. Um, especially once you use Super Chaos Reach would be fun, but it won't help with the ad control as much as you'd think it would. Yeah. Um, and a well log just purely for oh fuck, we need easy mode real quick. Right. Um, failing that, Strand Hunter, Strand Titan. Would be good. Strand Hunter purely because the super is the best in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it is ridiculously high damage for what it's worth, but you are very squishy. Yeah. So glass cannon. Careful of that. You are yeah, you're definitely a glass cannon with it. Um, one weapon I would encourage people to not overlook is the navigator. Okay. If you have it. How so? Being able. Being able to give your friends and yourself 60% DR on demand is a joke. You either have a sustained effect on target and you can get it yourself just by shooting at shooting ta- uh, targets, or mm-hmm. you just like you just tickle your friend with it and you both get it. If you, you don't need the catalyst, the catalyst is, it just allows you to, to deploy a grapple point. Like this thing is stupid. Yeah. And uh, Sever, by the way, decreases how much damage uh, the target does back. So you give yourself 60% DR. I don't know how much Sever does in terms of damage reduction, um, but I believe for my friend, Overload is a 25% damage reduction, or 20%, it's one of the two, um, that they shoot at you with. So if it's on par with that, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you happen to go on uh, Strand and you happen to use Grapples, you have a free Grapple Tangle. Whatever you like, mm-hmm. it costs you one energy. What are we going to call this thing? Call, call the ammo for this. It costs you one just to send it out when you get Phoebe. Man, trace art, like, uh, um, yeah, trace rifles. Yeah, trace rifles are so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, like, so especially uh, the two top slots, one like Aegis Scepter. Yeah. Is my favorite trace rifle. Yeah, is it still um, as good this season as it was last season? Oh, hundred percent. No, Aegis has never had a problem being stasis. Yeah, stasis has a problem being stasis. Though. Right. But Aegis just does exactly what it says on the tin. Like it, it will immobilize targets, and then you can channel it into um, mini chaos reach and utterly decimate the entire room. Being able to free stuff that quickly is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Navigator is just good because of the team play it has um, being able to give out woven mail if woven mail wasn't as strong this probably wouldn't be as high up on many people's lists mm-hmm. but because woven mail is 60% damage reduction like, it, uh, like you've probably seen Sol uh and have a couple of tweets like saying it needs to have Arkin yeah I, I agree especially now this is out yeah this is, it, this is, it's comical especially for the next day one if they don't do anything with Woven Mail and your team's not bringing one of these or a couple of these, you're throwing. Yeah. So so it's become a an almost necessary part of um, end-game recipe 
Yeah, and it's and it's for it's just purely for the boy of a male aspect. Like I don't care about it. It can serve a target. I don't care. It can do a grapple tangle. It gives me the woven wo- male. Yeah, woven male. Yeah, if 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 woven male was ever addressed, this would lose potency in a heartbeat. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, very silly and very powerful. All you have to do is just tickle your friend for like five, six ammo, and you get the five ammo back, and you're both about, you're both out for ten seconds. Like it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's such a joke. Um, kind of kind of coming to um, the end of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you once again for for being on the show. By the way, um, my pleasure. What weapons? And roles should people be hunting for from the pool this season when it comes to GMs? Uh, I'm only really going to go over the new ones that we got. Mm-hmm. I'll just go to... Uh, yeah, we to... kind of... like. I think everybody in their in their cousin has a hung jury now that they like. And I should hope so. There were yeah. four, there was a four in the entire game. <laughs> um, oh, dude, I was cleaning out my vault the other day. Oh, <laughs> and like... And I was using the new parameters from Destiny Recipes, which if you're not using Destiny Recipes, use it. It's pretty great. Um, mm-hmm. But I was using the new parameters from, from Destiny Recipes uh, in the vault cleaner, and I saw how many hung juries I had in my vault just taking up space. I was like, oh, there's at least like like 25 here that I need to, <laughs> that I need to sort through. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, am I deleting the right one? Wait, hold on. Maybe I'm not deleting the <laughs> <laughs> had to sift through like four different rows in order to like go through but continue mm-hmm. sorry <laughs> sorry for no, the subject good. so uh, I'm looking at loaded question now on yeah. uh, D2 Foundry um, so for those who just want a nice little reminder it is a high impact frame so 960 charge it means it has, f- it has five bolts per burst five in a mag by default um I would go for you can have the old classic of auto loading holster and reservoir burst, what it was originally known for. Uh, my pick would be overflow or demolitionist. I'll take that as a second one. And controlled burst or reservoir burst. Right. Control burst, if you don't know, is landing, uh, scoring a hit with every bolt in the burst, it gives you 20% damage increase and a 10% charge time decrease for two seconds. As I just said at the start, this thing fires five bolts. Please struggle to miss the five bolts. I dare you. It's so free. That is a free 20% damage increase every burst. And then it gets faster because okay. of, uh, of the result. Okay, so in the first part, in the first... So, third column, I'd have Overflow or Demolitionist. Okay. On fourth column, I would have either Reservoir Burst or Controlled Burst. Uh, you can't make an argument for Frenzy. Frenzy is just a solid pick overall. Mm-hmm. You can never go wrong with Frenzy. So if that's what you prefer, go nuts. Um, also, I think Holster is an option. Uh, you do have Envious Assassin if you're mopping up stuff. Bear in mind, this talk at the moment is about GMs. So for GMs, I would not rate it. Um, what's the other weapon? Osprey. Um, Osprey. So... I don't rate this weapon at all. Reason being is 
it doesn't have anything that stands out to me that yeah. we don't already have. Granted, we have cluster bombs in the third column, uh, which, to my knowledge, is a rare sight. Um, cluster bombs can help you with damage, mm-hmm. but I think people often forget they got absolutely gutted ages ago and were never brought back up to parity. Um, so you could the unique call that I would, the, if you really want one, it would be cluster bombs and lasting impression. Uh, the reason why is um, well, I'm already with, seeing what it does the la- blast radius. With those uh, yeah, no, that's, yeah, no, that's uh, that's lasting impression. Uh, that that's what that does. Um, but the um, it it does kind of counteract cluster bombs. Though. Cluster bombs benefit from a smaller blast radius, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. Um, the reason why you would want to have a look at this role is because of Yellowhorn. Uh, Yellowhorn is a <laughs> is still a joke uh, because of what it now does to the legendary rocket launcher. Yes, it is a support weapon. It's doing exactly what it does, as it says on the tin. But then we have all these legendary rocket launchers, like um, Apex Predator, the, yeah. the Hothead, and uh, Cold Comfort, which will have fantastic damage options which benefit from Hothead, apart from the choice of light, which it does not. Bait and Switch, though, does. All the wolf grounds from a Bait and Switch rocket are buffed by bait and switch and and the wolf pack itself. It's what makes it so egregious. Um but the Osprey with lasting impression and cluster bomb. Lasting impression because it's the best damage option overall. Right. It does a twenty five percent explosive damage uh, increase, which is twenty percent total damage overall. Um so you've got you've got the cluster bombs coming out, you've got the warpack rounds coming out, and you've got the lasting impression. Like it's a lot of explosions happening on your screen at once. Yeah, and it's a it's sure it's, it's a support option rather than something that's good right out the box. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you really really want one of these, then that would be the role I would go for. If you are happy just to get one, um, I'm going to make the very controversial pick of bipod. You might be asking why. The reason being is because of ammo fuckery. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, bipod as a reminder. Um, so it doubles the magazine. Um, it totals the reserve. It, it total reserve size is increased by five. Um, everything else about the perk, I don't care. It's only that part. Mm-hmm. So. What that means is it's the reserve action, so how many rockets you hold total. And uh, some research was done on with enhanced bipod on Apex Predator. Um, if you rally with reserve perks or, or heavy with bipod and then swap to the weapon, like if you or everyone need to in a pinch, um, like you're trying to run around and pick, after, pick up uh, heavy ammo off the ground, uh, mid-fight, and you find the time to swap back to the heavy weapon, you are going to have full ammo on the weapon you swap back to. Bipod is silly in, in that regard, and that's the only reason why I would have it. Mm-hmm. That very specific instance. So if I happen to get one, that's the only reason why I'm keeping it. Until they buff it. Please buff Bipod. It could be good. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> they hyped it up so much, and it's such a letdown. Yeah. Like, it, oh man... Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, 
those will be the ones I'll be picking up from the new guns. I don't think they've added anything new to anything else. Uh, like Swarm, for example. Yeah. Not going to lie, everything's a bit mid. Well, I like, think... <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're you're also speaking from a position of... And something that, that I have to remind myself of. We're also speaking mm. from a position of, like, we've run these... We've we've gotten these weapons over and over again, especially like the adept versions. Yeah, and so like, not everybody has every every tool at their disposal, but we've been playing this <laughs> for quite quite some time. <laughs> like, and like, this is obviously another, like a different tangent, but loaded question in particular coming back, especially with this old role of autoloading holster and reservoir burst. Yeah. Is to me, whilst we haven't paid for it, um, it's it shouldn't be happening. Mm. It never needed to be sunset, and you just bringing it back with fancy rolls on top, like control burst, which is the one you should be going for. Um, but <laughs> not the question did do anything wrong, man. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was just it was a victim of being called the pinnacle weapon at the time. Yeah, as I said, it's down a different avenue, which we won't go down on. We'll be here for hours, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> um, I could talk for hours on this on this subject, no yeah. end. Oh man, uh, but yeah, no. In strictly GM terms, like if you really want to hunt down a weapon, loaded question would be the one I would go for. Uh, overflow with reservoir or patrol burst is the one I'm gunning for personally. I will take demolition as as a other as a alternative option to overflow, um, but. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. especially look out for Lego the Flash on this one when, oh, yeah. uh, when he eventually gets around to doing the video on it. This uh, <laughs> this, this this gun uh, is probably going to do some incredible things considering it has firmly planted under pressure in the third column and I have the Storm and Harmony and Controlled Burst in the fourth column. It's only got five bolts. It needs, I think it needs all five to kill, but if you land all five bolts... You then have twenty percent damage increase for the next kill. Firmly planted is completely broken on snipers with fusion rifles. So is under pressure uh, in PvP. Like it just, just watch out for it. It's yeah. probably going to be a, it's probably going to be one of the mini terrors of this season. Yeah, I was just about to say, watch out for like a little flash to like post one of his most beautiful videos ever. <laughs> um, well, Rev. Thank you so much for joining mm-hmm. me today. And once again, it's been a pleasure uh, having you. And and uh, thank you once again for coming on such short notice. Uh, where can people find you on the internet, good sir? Uh, you normally find me on Twitter, 1v1ing people over opinions because, you know, it's a healthy <laughs> lifestyle I have. Um, yeah, if you, if, you, if you would like to follow me, uh, I'm just getting my act because I can't remember it's off my head. Uh, it's that capital R rather than 5 Um I will sometimes post builds. You will find me just shit posting most of the time. Take it as you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Danfinity. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and the TikTok at Danfinity, where the eyes are else. You can also find me on Twitch three days a week, helping out Guardians with in-game activities in Destiny 2. If you want to support the show, please remember to rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. Anything you say helps us in the algorithm. If you want to help monetarily, you can head on over to Twitch, Discord, coffee.com, 
any of those help support the show monetarily and keep the lights on. Once again, all the links are in the notes for the show. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you find what you're grinding for.